All right, hey.、Uh, so, this is our very first podcast.、Uh, podcast one. Yeah, podcast about video games.、Um, uh, my name is Chin. My name is Jonathan Heilig. And we are very old friends.、Uh, we love video games, of course.、Uh, yes, we, we, love, we love talking about video games. We talk about it a lot, and we thought we'd probably just record it. Yeah, we do it every day anyway, so we might as well <laughs> put it on the air. <laughs> Uh, so,、um, I'm actually located in Brooklyn, New York. Yes, and I am in Istanbul, Turkey. That's really, really far away. It's far away from Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just、uh, I lived in Brooklyn for many years, and Chin and I are both from Boston originally.、Uh, but I have been living in Turkey for the last three years with my wife, who is Turkish. And.、Uh, Yeah, so I'm now I've relocated, but Chin and I keep a close contact and we talk pretty much every day. Yeah,、um, I think、uh, my fiance, she would say we have three things that we talk about most.、Uh, I think video games is probably 90% of the, <laughs> of the things we yeah, talk about. That's true.、Uh, that's true. We talk a lot about wrestling.、Um, uh, though I, I think you're、um, a much、uh, bigger wrestling fan, uh, not, not in terms of. I wouldn't say fan, but、uh, you, you follow it and you follow some of the, the different、um, yeah, like, stories. Yeah, I like the wrestling lore.、Mm-hmm. I like the, the, the aura around wrestling. I do. I, I like the, the weirdness of it all, you know? That's, that's what attracts <laughs> me. <laughs> I mean, that's all that attracts me to it. <laughs> it's incredibly weird. Yeah. But,、uh, but, Video games h a s been a part of our lives for a very long time. In fact, I, I think when we first met and we first started talking, it was very much、uh, which system was better, Super Nintendo or Genesis. Well, that's, yeah, just for our listeners, we,、uh, Chin and I met on a school bus in, I would say, what was it, 1995? Yeah, man, that's so long ago. 1990, now, yeah, 1995. Now, now, now you're really aging us right now.、So. <laughs> 1995 in Mattapan, Boston.、Yeah. And、uh, we were on a, on a school bus, and a friend of ours, well, now a mutual friend of ours, we were having a conversation about games and comic books, and you kind of were the kids sitting in front of us. And、uh, you got pulled into the conversation, and you never left that conversation.、Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the conversation is、uh... still going. It's still going. It's,、uh, how many years is that now? It's.、Uh, So many. Wait, I mean, I don't, I, I, don't, I, I don't think I really want to know how many years it is. <laughs> Let's not think about how many years it was. It's a whole lot of years.、Yeah. A whole lot of years, yeah. But, but, uh, uh, but I mean, the, yeah, the, the thing that, you know, location and,、uh, you know, geography and whatever, whatever separated us over the years, the games always kept us connected. So, yeah, yeah. We, we are very happy to continue talking about them and, Glad to have it on the airwaves.、Now. Yeah, absolutely. I think、uh, this is a great way to just、uh, engage other people with our conversation. So、uh, I guess in, in,、uh, in a certain way, we're inviting everyone onto our school bus and、uh, yeah, absolutely. having、Welcome、this conversation. <laughs> yeah, somebody threw a stink bomb at the, at the back.、So、yeah, I think <laughs> I think cover I your nose. And,、yeah. uh... <laughs> Remember stink bombs, man? Those、yeah. are the worst. Oh my God.、Yeah. I, I've, I've、yeah. seen a lot of bad things on a school bus.、Um, yeah. some, some really、um, tragic things, too. Yeah, tragic, <laughs> h 
horrible things that we've seen on school buses. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because I don't know if that's universal in America. I don't know if that's like <laughs> if every kid in America has seen the same things that we have. I don't know. The nineties were so dark, you know. They were dark really... time. There's a yeah. dark. There was no internet to distract people, so the kids focused on other kids, I suppose. Right. Yeah, everything was. It was kind of like the Wild West in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah, that that's when the internet just first came about, and then yeah. people start going online and, you know, got stuck to screens, I suppose. But yeah, I think because really, when I started at at, uh, at our middle school, I don't even think the internet was. A thing. Well, it must have been a thing, but it definitely wasn't a widespread thing. No, it's not, it's not a super popular thing. And I remember no. using uh, browsers like Web Crawler and. Yeah, Web Crawler. It's the first one that I used. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Anyway, um, we're from the olden days. <laughs> olden days for sure. Yeah. yeah. And um, well, well, let me just ask you, Chen. What was the first uh, video game that you can remember playing? Um, I think. Um, I remember uh, holding the light gun, walking up to the screen, put it point blank on the screen. <laughs> holding it directly against the glass. <laughs> exactly. The, the curved glass, right? Everything's flat now. The curved, the, the curved glass. glass. And yeah. then start seeing flashes, <laughs> you know, as ducks fall to the death. I, I think that's my first memory. <laughs> that's really good aiming on your part. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, I definitely remember that. Um, but my my first gaming memory is uh, I don't know my, my family I don't, I don't my first video game system that I remember in my house was the ColecoVision, mm. which is uh, I think it's an American made console. I think, and uh, it had it had the arcade classics on it. It had Centipede <laughs> and. Well, Centipede is the first game that I remember being played on it. Mm. And I think, like, if I really try and focus on it, I think I must have been three and a half or four years old when I first played wow. Centipede. Well, yeah. You know, now that I think of it, I think the first game I've ever seen um, was before the Nintendo, before uh, video games came into the home. Mm -hmm. I remember I was in a supermarket, and they had this giant arcade machine. And I think it was Kung Fu, you know, the side-scrolling one? Oh but it God. was in the arcade. The one that was ported to Nintendo. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh -huh. So I think that might be my first memory, or maybe even Pong. But, Damn, but Pong, we really yeah. did. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I, I, think, I think whenever someone references Pong now, you know, it's, yeah. it is what it is. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think yeah, there's yeah. a date to it anymore. It's like... No, no, no. Just old. That's old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from prehistoric times. That's so funny though, because Kung Fu. I remember playing Kung Fu. Like I, my, I first played Kung Fu on NES, but then I played it years later in a bowling alley on an arcade oh, machine. Oh, really? And it was a very different experience. It was like a yep. different game. Yep. You know, it's similar, but same thing with the uh, Double Dragon. You know? Yeah. Very different. Yeah. The arcade version and um, the yeah. Nintendo version is very. Oh yeah. Yeah. And Ninja oh, Gaiden's yeah. even. More different, I think. Ninja I Gaiden. never played Ninja Gaiden in the in the arcade. Well, oh wait, I must have. If if you die in the arcade version, you have this countdown, uh, you know, to continue, with uh -huh. with with a buzz saw coming down onto your body, 
Oh, no, okay, then I definitely play. I remember that. Yeah, yes. I remember that. And, and then if you don't put it in your quarter, the screen turns red, I believe. And it, I traumatizing. That. Yeah, it was really, yeah, yeah, really yeah. No, that is, That's an awesome thing about arcade games back in the day. They were so intense. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's no... Um, back then, there were no rating systems. Then, you know, when you walk into arcade, it's whatever yeah. the developers... They didn't care did. what they were doing to a child's psyche. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, what they did was they messed up everyone's psyche. <laughs> yeah, it, was in, it was just total insanity, yeah. but it was awesome. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, and I, in a lot of ways, I think uh, a part of me kind of hopes that it comes back. But then there's also so many games out there that are way more graphically Mortal Kombat yeah, where you're ripping people's throats out. You know? Well, yeah. I mean, well, the, I mean, the original Mortal Kombat was intense enough. Oh yeah, I mean when that when they came out in arcades, that was just yeah, that shock was... to the senses. Yeah, absolutely. People's heads um, flying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it was yeah, like the I... whole experience. You remember when you go up to the arcade machine, and you put in the quarter. When you put in the quarter, it goes vujion, mm-hmm. vujion, and when you hit start, it's like vujion. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing is just like a shock. It's like ja jo ja. Are you and sure they, they didn't record you doing those things? <laughs> they they should have. Yeah. <laughs> they really should have. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of uh, retro gaming, uh, today's topic is uh, something that's very interesting. In fact, I didn't even know about this until you uh, mentioned it. You told yes. me about this. Yes, yes. It's the Polymega. Yes, the Polymega. Polymega. And I'm very excited to talk about this because I want one so badly <laughs> i'm like obsessed with it I, I get these obsessions these gaming obsessions and i i don't drop them until i get the thing and play it intensely and then drop it and completely forget about it no I, so <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's true I, I think um i mean i think virtual gaming um in general is very enduring to you and me so and, so uh, one, one thing i guess uh, everyone should know about you is that you love uh, getting retro systems, so the I do. Yeah, NES Mini, uh, SNES Mini. Um, yes. You have not gone the Genesis one yet, right? I have the Genesis one. Yes, oh, I you do. you have it. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I guess it's, it's just all a I giant. Have... <laughs> I have the Genesis one. Uh, and you have the I... arcade one, right? The. I also have a Pandora's box. Pandora's box. Which is an that's right. One. I also have a Raspberry Pi. Uh, I have two Raspberry Pis that I built. Uh, so I'm I'm very into retro gaming. But the Polymega, uh, this uh, one interesting thing about this that I really like it's um, it's uh, it, it's emulation, but you actually buy the games, right? Yeah. So it's it's a very interesting. Uh, middle ground between these mini systems and kind of a, a Raspberry Pi type deal. And if, if those listeners who don't know what a, what a Raspberry Pi is, a Raspberry Pi is a single board computer um, that you can just put emulators on and you can download games directly onto the onto the uh, onto a memory card onto your small single board computer. Um, so it, the, the Polymega is a middle ground and it is I think it's catering towards it's catering to collectors. Yep. People who have very large collections of uh, physical media. So if you have if you happen to have a ton of 
Super Nintendo Genesis TurboGrafx-16 and, you know, PlayStation 1 Sega Saturn games. You already own them. Uh, this is kind of a really good way for you to put them all in one place and uh, consolidate your collection into one unit. So one interesting thing about it, and, you know, it, it makes a lot of sense to me. I think the machine is amazing, and what they're trying to do is really amazing. Uh, but I was talking to my brother uh, last night, and we were talking about the Sega Saturn, and I asked him mm -hmm. if he still had it. He said, yeah, I still have it. I'm mm -hmm. like, great. But he told me that um, uh, he doesn't know if it's worth pulling back out again because uh, the controller doesn't work anymore. Uh, mm -hmm. And also, the Saturn has a uh, a watch battery installed into it, and uh -huh. that has completely died out. And so you have uh -huh. to replace that to actually run the system. Oh, do you really? It, I mean, that's what it sounds like. Um, wow. So to that have that sounds like the Dreamcast battery. <laughs> it's I mean, it's, it's probably like a Sega thing. I don't, I don't know uh -huh. what that is, but uh, so that makes. The Plug Mega even more relevant and you know more exciting for people who want to play Saturn games. Right. Yeah. That's I mean for me that's that's the big thing. So it's hard to kind of put this all in a nutshell, but the the coolest feature about this Poly Mega system for me is that it can emulate Sega Saturn. And Sega Saturn emulation and if anybody doesn't know what emulation is, it's just kind of a computer program that copies uh, the processes of uh, original hardware. So Sega Saturn em emulation is notoriously difficult to do. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, they can emulate PlayStation very well. Uh, the cartridge-based systems are very easy to emulate, but Sega Saturn, for some reason, the architecture of the system is difficult to emulate. So uh, this console is using emulation, just putting that out there. It is... Emulation is not uh... except except if it's running cartridges, right? Because it's a modular system where you can actually uh, install hardware that can run specific cartridges. Those, gets... those those are not emulation, though. They are. Or well, here's it... where it gets it gets really touchy here. So, uh, if you are if you are a hardcore gamer, hardcore classic gamer, uh, you will know about something called. FPGA, and FPGA is kind of a, it's a, it's a, it's when you use hardware to replicate old hardware of uh, consoles. Interesting. Yeah, so emulation, software emulation is completely different. Software emulation is where you can have your cell phone play Super Nintendo games, your computer can play them. Uh, your crappy old desktop from 1998 can play them. Uh, so it's software emulation is much easier to do, uh, but it's not it's not perfect. You know the purists will always find some some problems with it. They'll say, "Well, the music is off a little bit. There are glitches here and there." Well, I was uh, I was I was looking through the Polymega. Um, I guess there are YouTube uh, videos and their marketing and whatnot. Uh -huh. And one of the things that they were um, promoting was uh, fighting games. Like, um, I forgot what game they had on their website, but mm -hmm. it, it, it might have been um, uh, Street Fighter versus Marvel. Uh -huh. But uh, what they talked about was uh, the importance of lag time. So uh, uh -huh. for those particular games, um, you know, perfect emulation 
and lag time is really important. And it, I guess for emulation, it's it was an issue, and they're trying to solve that problem. Well, I can tell you with my my cell phone. You know, I've had a cell phone that can emulate Marvel versus Street Fighter, Marvel versus Capcom, X Men versus Street Fighter. I've had a cell phone that can do all of that for the last eight years. So the emulation part is not that big of a deal. Uh, but what they're doing here, they're they're allowing you. They're, first of all, they're they're trying to use the best emulators available uh, as installed kind of software in their console. But when you put in, let's say that you put in a, I don't know, give me a game that you that you can imagine that you might want to play. Street Fighter Five. No. <laughs> okay, not not that. Yeah. Like an old timey game. Um, let's see. Um, Gunsmoke. Okay, Gunsmoke. That's a good example. So for NES. Yep. Okay, so Gunsmoke for NES will not play out of the box for the Polymega. Out of the box, you can only play CD games. If you wanted to play Gunsmoke, you would have to pay an additional $60. Wait, is it 60 Really? For that yeah, uh, modular hardware? Every module costs $60, $59.99. So if you want to play Nintendo games, you have to pay an additional $60. It will allow you to put a module onto the front of the system, and that module will act as a Nintendo dock type thing. Mm -hmm. uh, but when you, let's say that you have a, a, an original Gunsmoke NES cartridge, when you put it into that module, it the hardware will be using an emulator to play it. It will not be I see. playing pure, you know, the way that an NES would play it. But is it reading the cartridge itself? Or, well, or think it, of it this way. Yeah. Think of it this way. So when you, let, let's say that you want to emulate Gunsmoke on your phone. Uh -huh. You know, you would down, first you would download an NES emulator, mm -hmm. and then you would download the ROM. You would download the ROM of Gunsmoke. Yep. It operates the exact same way. The only difference is when it reads your cartridge, it reads that cartridge as a Gunsmoke ROM. Wow. Okay, that's very interesting. I wonder how yeah. that works with uh, games like uh, Legend of Zelda, where you have to hold reset and turn the power off to save. Yeah, it's really interesting. That's now that's that's a whole other issue because, see, that's where. FPGA comes in, and that's where the, you know, the purists will argue about which one is better. Mm -hmm. So let me just, for a minute, a minute, jump from Polymega to FPGA. So FPGA is, uh, it's basically hardware that has been configured to completely emulate the hardware of the console that you're in, that you're trying to copy. Mm -hmm. So let's say that I want to play a Genesis game. They found a way to make a chipset that mimics the Genesis chipset. I see. So it's no it's no longer software emulation. It's now hardware emulation. Okay. Uh, and it's much more difficult to do. It's much more expensive to do. So there are these kind of F FPGA consoles out there that will play your Genesis games and your SNES games, your NES games. Sorry. Mm -hmm. uh, and they'll play them perfectly, exactly as they would play on a on original hardware. That's that's really amazing. That's really that's cool. A, it's really cool that they can do that. Um, but games like like the problem comes in where what you just said, you know, these little quirks 
mm. where you might have to hold reset and power off, and it emulates exactly as it was originally. So can you hold reset and press power off on the Polymega? You think? Uh, you don't need to because that's where the that's why Polymega is cool because Polymega is software emulation and software emulation doesn't have those limitations. Mm. You you can have save states. You can save anywhere, anytime you want. Um, it's it's just a it's a modern convenience type of gaming. So if you're you know if you're a purist and you're like I need Sonic the Hedgehog exactly as I played it on the Genesis mm -hmm. all those years ago. I, if I see one little frame out of place, I'm gonna lose my mind. <laughs> then you should probably go FPGA. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not that kind of person. I really don't care about any of that. Yeah. Uh, I'm fine getting you know an approximation. Like, I really honestly I can't tell the difference between. Yeah. Software emulation and hardware emulation. So I mean, for me, um, I am fine with uh, Nintendo and their uh, retro kind of uh, virtual console. Totally. I mean, that, for, that, for me, I mean, that's, that's as far as for me, I that's go. as good as that's as good as original games for me. I don't see a difference. I really can't see the difference. Now, in, in, for video games, for me, I think one of the issues that I'm having with a lot of consoles is that uh, you know the console new consoles come around about five years or now uh -huh. six or seven years whatever yeah but all my games that i had from previous uh consoles are uh, not playable in the new ones and i i think sony and microsoft are starting to change that uh -huh. and i hope they change that with the playstation 5 and yes uh, i hope so yeah uh but so that's why i a lot of times i lean towards pc gaming right like steam right. or or um the Epic Game Store, where right. all your stuff is on there, and if my computer craps out on me, uh -huh. I'll just get another computer, and I can still have my library of games. Right. Yeah. Totally reasonable. So yeah. the Polymega yeah. is a lot like that. It's a it's a one stop shop for all your every retro gaming, right? So that yes. so if Nintendo uh, comes out with a new console, um, you don't have to rebuy. Gunsmoke or Mario, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's the idea. I mean, that's their mission. So we'll see how successful they are with that. You know, hopefully they succeed because it's a really amazing idea. Um, and it kind of it kind of renders the uh, the mini consoles not obsolete because they're always a novelty. Mm -hmm. You know, it's yeah. always good to have those. I, I think they're awesome. I think they're really cool to have. I like collecting them, and I think they're. They're almost like the Happy Meal toys of gaming, you know, it's just yeah, to, to have a little tiny Nintendo that actually works. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I mean, that's I, so I, cool. I, you know, I, I love seeing um, the miniature versions of the consoles, you know. I, I think it's, it's like a fun thing to have on your shelf, whatever. Yeah, it's, it's really cool to have. And then the whole other aspect of it, which is the hacking aspect, which I'm totally into, <laughs> where you get it and then you, you see what they offer, and then you hack it, and then you give it exactly what they should have given you, but didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm 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 really into that aspect of it. So but, I, I think they're great, and I, I love them. But they have us they have a a shelf life. I mean, eventually we're going to run out of mini consoles to miniaturize. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know. And, so. and, and you know, uh, one thing that came about about these new mini consoles is that uh, when you're actually looking at a catalog of the games that came out, um, you know, in the life of the console. There's only for some systems. There's only a handful of games that really I care about. You know. Uh, yeah, of course. 
Of course. Yeah. And there are going to be a bunch that you wanted and didn't get. You know, like for for example, the PlayStation Mini, which I also have. Uh, the PlayStation Mini was a total disappointment. I mean, mm-hmm. it didn't have it didn't have any of the Crash Bandicoot games. It didn't have Tomb Raider. It didn't have Resident Evil. Yeah, I'm so like surprised that, it did not have Crash Bandicoot. Why, I mean, Crash Bandicoot of all games, of all games, <laughs> and it, it it all goes back to licensing issues. You know, it's it's there are legal reasons for all of these things, but but doesn't doesn't Sony own? No, maybe they don't own Naughty Dog. Maybe they're just like. I'm not. I don't think yeah. Naughty Dog owns Crash Bandicoot anymore. Oh, I no? think it's uh, Universal. I think wow. Universal. I could be, you know, if any of you listeners, you know, know better than me, you could call me out on that. But I, yeah, I, please. I don't think that uh, Sony owns Crash Bandicoot. That, and that's so weird. I mean, it's I mean, if they did, if they did, yeah, it is. It is PlayStation. When you think of PlayStation, you think of Crash Bandicoot. Mm-hmm. So there's no reason why that wouldn't be on there. Unless there is some reason that I don't know about, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's good to to be able to hack into it and just make it what you want. Well, I guess and, uh, uh, I guess the problem maker is like the Apple of uh, retro gaming software in a way, right? Where you don't have to buy the whole CD, right? Mm-hmm. You know, for a few select songs, you can just buy the individual games themselves at a lower mm-hmm. price. Well, yeah, that's the coolest. Yeah, that's for me another one of the really cool features of this thing. And for the listeners who still quite don't quite understand what Polymega is, uh, it's it's a console. It's a single console that <clears throat> has kind of a a user interface where you can get into it. You can actually download games directly from their online resources if you want, and you ha- you have to pay for them, of course. Um, and they say it'll be under ten dollars. Most most of the games will be between four and seven dollars. That's what they say. Mm-hmm. Um, so they'll have kind of a storefront. Uh, and then if you don't want to buy directly from them, if you have games already, if you have physical media, you can just play it directly on the console. And then you also have the option to install it onto the system itself. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can so actually I, install the games onto the system. Yes. Yeah. So okay. for example, if I have a copy of Jackie Chan's Stuntmaster, which is one of my favorite <laughs> games of all times. Yeah. Uh, if I have, which I do have a copy of that. I have a physical copy of that. Uh-huh. Uh, I could pop that into the console itself. I could play it from the CD, or I could install it into the system, and I wouldn't need the CD anymore. Wow. And that game in particular, probably you probably won't find in uh, probably Mega catalog of I, I would bet you wouldn't but and but, I, but you know what's funny though mm-hmm. i was looking through their uh their youtube channel and i found some really weird games that they decide to showcase uh mm-hmm. one of the games is wwf smackdown <laughs> and yeah, like I, how how would you get that license for that you know <laughs> that's a good question it's crazy i don't i don't know how they're dealing with the licensing of yeah. all this stuff honestly i don't know it could it could be just totally illegal what they're doing <laughs> i don't know what they're doing really. i mean their the website looks very legit uh it looks and, legit and, and yeah. the the idea of buying the individual games after you purchased it uh-huh sounds i mean they're selling a product they're selling software so it has some royalties has to go to these companies that develop the games i would imagine what i'm thinking is if you're like how much money is sony or WWE or whoever, how much money are they seeing from 
that yeah. SmackDown mm. game now. Probably nothing. Nothing. But so, if, if they can make money... Yeah, they they're probably contacting them and saying, hey, listen, we'll put it on our store, you know, and then you can make a little, you know, something off of it. But, like, I don't know if that's even the issue, right? Uh, look at the WWE, right? They don't want to be known as WF anymore. Right. So just having a product that's floating out there, they probably... Is it, that WWF SmackDown? It was that, back in the F days? Yeah. Back in the oh F my days, God, yeah. it's that old. Yeah, it's crazy. So oh, I don't know. I have... You know what? I don't know how they're dealing with it. I hope they wow, that's they a deal good... with it. Oh. And I, I hope, you know, um, No Mercy will be on there because that's my favorite wrestling game of all time. So I mean, come on, are you kidding me? Well, the the problem with No Mercy is that they do not have a Nintendo sixty four module. Oh, so it stops yet. at PlayStation no. and Saturn. Right? Well, they don't have it yet. Oh. But the the whole the whole promise of this of this polymega thing is that it's kind of unlimited in terms of possibilities. Like mm -hmm. whatever could come out on they could come out with an N sixty four module next year. That's true. You know, they could come out with a PS two module in the following year. You know, who knows? It could be like the base of a of an ultimate kind of museum mm -hmm. of gaming. Well I think for me, I, I'm a casual retro game player so mm -hmm. um a lot of times uh ritual games for me is a novelty so i would mm -hmm. play a little bit and i get my fix and then i right call it a day you know i, I don't right. need to own this so i guess this product itself is not targeting me as a gamer yes so. definitely it's a niche product it is a niche product and it's you know it's 300 dollars for the base model it's 300 you know, plus uh, if you wanted to play everything, it's um, it can get quite expensive, and and for me, I'm like you know, do I want to invest this money in getting a retro system or just put the money towards a PlayStation Five when it comes out? You know, right, definitely, yeah, and that's why you have to know what it is. You have to really understand what the product is, understand if it's for you or not, and uh, again, if you're like an ultra purist, which I am not. Uh, then it probably is not for you because you'd probably you'd <laughs> yeah. probably want to get one of the FPGA systems which are available from a, a company called Analog. Oh. And Analog makes FPGA systems for uh, the original NES and they also made one for the Genesis, the Sega Genesis. And so you can it's about hundred and fifty between hundred and fifty and two hundred dollars for one of their consoles. Really? Oh I yeah, had no very, idea. It's very expensive. So sixty dollars for that added um functionality is actually it's not that price. bad yeah. it's not that bad considering that you know 60 bucks is actually the price of a new game for one of the next gen consoles mm -hmm. um, but again if you're ultra hardcore and you're like I need hardware emulation I don't like software emulation I need the <laughs> real deal yeah. and and you might wonder like who are these psychopaths who are into this uh, hardcore that, stuff they're not psychopaths I mean come on well, you might, I mean, the, the, yeah, like the average person like me, I personally am wondering who the hell these people are. But I, I really, I understand now, now that I've read a little bit more about it. Um, you know, Genesis, the original consoles, Genesis, NES, SNES, they will er, er, eventually die. They, they won't work anymore. Mm -hmm. And so finding this new technology that will let you play those games in the way that they were meant to be played is kind of amazing. Yeah. Just the fact that they've done that. Yeah, one interesting thing about um, the company, um, 
that I find really interesting is that uh, they've partnered with the Video Game History Foundation, and mm -hmm. uh, they support uh, uh, preservation of mm -hmm. video games. Yeah. So uh, some of the proceeds actually go towards the foundation, which is really cool. That is really cool. I, I'm really impressed by that. And I've watched a few interviews with the CEO. His name is Brian Burnell, and he is a very interesting guy. Uh, he seems to be very passionate about video games in general, uh, the preservation of video games, and being able to play them well into the future. And I, I really respect that. So I'm in. But again, he is he is. Uh, there was some controversy with him and the whole FPGA scene. I think when this console was originally released, the Polymega, it was under a different name, and I think it was originally going to be an FPGA system. Uh, but he switched at some point and said that he would prefer the software emulation over the hardware. And then that lost a whole big group of fans who were into FPGA. And uh, they were all like, well, what's the point? Why would we get that when we could just get, a, you know, one of the FPGA systems? Mm -hmm. Or there's also... Uh, a system called, you know, one of those consoles called, have you heard of the Retron, by the Retron system? I have not, no. There's a company called, I don't know if the company is called Retron, but the product is called the Retron 5, and it emulates 5. <laughs> it, it emulates 5. The Retron 5. Oh, yeah, the God. Retron 5 is like, it has five, like cartridge slots for NES, uh, SNES, Genesis. I think, I think I've seen that. Yeah, it has like three or yeah. four slots, mm -hmm. you know. And that does a similar job to what the Polymega will be doing. Um, but, but the cool thing about Polymega, I think, is the, the, the CD aspect of it. So the PlayStation 1. Exactly. And, I mean, all that stuff I think I'm really excited for. And The CD, the CD kills it. That's amazing. That's a, really the amazing. CD aspect is unheard of. And also the interface, the user interface, blows me away. Just the fact that you can have all of these consoles in one kind of user interface. Mm -hmm. And the user interface looks fantastic. I mean, it's very slick. Like yeah, you, it's you, very you slick. check it out on their website. Uh, it's really slick, very easy to use, and just uh, being able to scroll between a Sega Saturn, PS1 type generation, and moving mm -hmm. on to the SNES like it's nothing. SNES onto NES, mm -hmm. Genesis 32X, Sega CD. It's all just one kind of giant ecosystem. Yeah, and, it's very impressive. Yeah, that's what I'm. Very. That's. I mean, that's what I want it for. I just want to have that kind of all in one box. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's going to replace all the consoles that you have currently? Uh, it will definitely replace most of the. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it will replace them because, again, this is kind of a legit. They're presenting it as like a legit option of buying all this stuff you know, legitimately. A, a part of me feels a little cheated because I will essentially be buying Mario for the 20th time. <laughs> Mario. Well, that, I mean, you know, it's like, if, if like you don't the, feel cheated I, I by mean, Nintendo, then I don't see why you yeah. feel cheated by Poly. I, I do feel cheated by Nintendo. Times. Nintendo needs to just give everyone a free copy of Mario. Mario should done, be just open right? source now. It should be completely... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> at least Mario uh, won. I mean, at the very least. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know what? Man, they can get away. The fanboys are just like, they love it. Yeah. I, 
I bought it for the Wii. I bought it for so many systems now that I just feel like, why am I? I probably put a good five hundred dollars into just one game that I played over. And yeah, over. yeah, it's ridiculous. Well, imagine that you're this kind of guy. Imagine that you are the guy. Your brother is kind of this way. <laughs> your brother is kind of the guy who never throws okay, anything so, away. So, so for the audience, um, my brother Quinn is um, pretty hardcore when it comes to gaming. He still had. I went home uh, this past weekend, and he has shelves of old PlayStation 1, old uh, Super Nintendo. There's a bag of Super Nintendo games just lying there collecting dust. And, uh, I mean, I like seeing it when I come home. I think it's fun. And nostalgia. Uh, but for him, it's, you know, you know, it's there forever. You know, it doesn't yeah. throw anything away. Yeah. And for, for that kind of guy, let's say that you are Quinn. Let's say that you are that guy. Mm -hmm. You have all of these games that you've saved over the years, and you cannot throw them away for whatever reason. And, you will not. And, and you for, will not. And for him, the Saturn, he can't even play. Yeah, and he can't. Like we <laughs> talk, just talked about, he can't even play his Saturn. The Polymega is ideal because mm. it will catalog all of that. He can install all of those games into the system itself, and he will never have to dust them off again. He will never even have to think about them again. That'd be cool. Yeah, just to have everything in one place. And that's pretty damn cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. Well, uh, I think um, next week they're they're going to announce something really big. Uh, I think launch dates. Um, um, uh, hopefully the library, the list of games that they actually support. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. And in fact, you pre-ordered a system not too long I ago. Did. I did. Two weeks, uh, two and a half weeks ago, I jumped the gun. I got so excited, and I jumped the gun, and I pre-ordered a system because I got some false information uh, saying that the system was launching in mid-February. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, the Polymega has, uh, I think, their marketing said that they were supposed to launch last year even, right? Yeah, yeah. They they've missed a few dates. Yeah, they missed a few uh, targets. They have, um, and you know, understandable. They're I think they started as a Kickstarter thing, and mm -hmm. they're, you know, they're not a big time, but they do have. I do know that they have over a million dollars in pre-orders right now. That's really cool. But you have since canceled your your order. I canceled my order as soon as I realized that they didn't have a set release date. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, because for me, I I mean, they have a beta beta testing going on. Um, I think it's next week they're going to announce who's getting the beta systems. I'm not interested in beta systems. I don't want any beta test. I don't I don't do that. I think I'm a few people already got beta systems. That, Did they? Uh, yeah, I've seen uh, some people on Twitter who uh, have uh, showed off their beta systems. But yeah. uh, hopefully next week they just announce announce a. Um, actual launch for the, the real product. Yeah, just a solid release date. That's all I would need. Uh, but yeah, I did cancel. I, I pre-ordered it and then I canceled my pre-order when I realized it wasn't a, an official release date. And they said that I will not be able to pre-order again. Now, I find that really odd. Why? Don't they want your money? It's my punishment. <laughs> my punishment. <laughs> the gaming gods. My punishment uh, for reneging on my pre-order is uh, that I will never be able to pre-order again. Mm-hmm.
Well, there, so. you, there you have it. I was um, a bad boy. It's, it's like going to GameStop and say, <laughs> you know, I want to pre-order Final Fantasy, whatever, you know. And, and then you're like, you know what? I decide not to. Can you know what? I cancel that pre-order. A week later, you walk in the store. You're like, can I pre-order it? They're like, no, sorry. No, no, no. You had your chance, boy. <laughs> you never should have taken that back. <laughs> <laughs> you had your chance. <laughs> <laughs> You just like, are you serious? Like... <laughs> I think it's absolutely. Are you stupid. that petty? <laughs> I, I wonder. I wonder if how many people have pre-ordered and pulled their pre-order. Maybe they're just really, really mad at people. You know? Yeah, what that? I guess they're just like, listen, Who we knows? can't have any more cancellations of pre-orders. Maybe it'll look bad in front of the the, the board, you know. But they should be more transparent with their release dates. I mean, like. They do have like a coming soon thing, and they have like all you know. But they're very cryptic. It's too cryptic for yeah, me. You know, just give me a list. You know. Yeah, give I, me compatibility list. I give me a release date. Yeah, I want to see prices. Uh, maybe they'll maybe they'll announce that next week. If they do, if they release a solid release date next week, mm-hmm. I will pay you money to pre-order it for me. <laughs> no, 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 no. As punishment. As punishment. <laughs> I don't want to participate in your <laughs> dark dealings with Polymega. <laughs> Polymega just blacklists me. <laughs> oh, oh, you want you want to pre-order for Jonathan Hiley? You think you don't know what you, what you're doing? Uh, we heard this podcast. <laughs> Listen, Polymega, if you're listening, send me a beta tester. I'm all uh, about the beta. Just send us a console. <laughs> we'll we'll play it. We'll review it. And nobody is more about your console than us. We love it. <laughs> With a patch. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I, I hope they do really well. Uh, it, it sounds like a really cool product. I mean, if the, listen, if it, if it does what it's out to do, it's going to be the, the coolest thing ever. I, I'm all about it. Yeah. I really hope. And I'm looking forward out. to see um, how it evolves. You know, is it going to be PlayStation 2 eventually? Uh, um, N64? N64, yeah. It'd be amazing. Awesome. You know that they're making uh, N64 clone consoles now. You know about that? No, what the hell is a clone console? Well, see, there's copyrights on games, but hardware, the copyrights don't last as long as the as the game ones do. Mm-hmm. So the N64 copyright for the console itself has finally run out. So now they can just make really? clone consoles. Yeah. That's funky. Wow. Yeah, it's really... Is that why there's like a really crappy Sega Genesis console floating around? Yeah, is that... yeah, exactly. No, exactly. That's exactly why. Man, that's the the worst gaming experience I've ever. Had. <laughs> yeah. So in in Philadelphia, no. we we took a trip to Philly, and there's this really cool bar that had these consoles set up, and I got myself a beer, sat down, you know, and. I tried playing it and it just, I think the angle of the controller was off from the screen yeah, and it wouldn't register. And I got destroyed in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, that kind of stuff is not cool. Not cool at all. Now, see, on the Polymega, if you got the Sega Genesis module and you adapted it, you, I'm sorry, you attached it to the Polymega. Uh-huh. It would have two ports on the front that would let you play with original Genesis controllers. Uh-huh. So the two the two ports are exactly the same as Sega Genesis controllers. Now, uh, with the, with every module, they include one kind of a 
it's their own rendition of a classic controller. Mm -hmm. So they'll give you a Genesis renditioned controller, but the port itself is the same as a Genesis controller. I hope it doesn't play like Mad Cats. I hope so too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no yeah. Mad Cats. Yeah. Mad Cats. Is don't bad. don't bring that in my house, please. No. I mean, yeah, it's it's, it's interesting because if you do have an original controller, you can just pop it right in, play it. That's awesome. Yeah. It's cool. It's a cool uh, middle space. But it's also very kind of hardcore in its own right. Yeah, it's, it's a bit too hardcore for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's ha too hardcore for the normal person, but it's not hardcore enough for the weirdos who play FPGA games. <laughs> Like you. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I would love to play FPGA games. You're, you're aspiring to be one of those weirdos, right? I No, I don't want to. No, because I don't. I wouldn't really enjoy Dude, if you pay like $150 for an FPGA system and you put a Genesis game in and it just loads up like a Genesis game loads up normally and you play it, I'm sorry. I'm not impressed. <laughs> well, you <laughs> <laughs> Call me crazy. I, I, I hear um, the Genesis, uh, the new one, was fantastic. So the, oh, the, it's the amazing. Mini, yeah. You mean the Genesis Mini? Yeah, yeah no, yeah. it's amazing. But yeah, the emulation was done by M2, which is the, the best emulator guys in town. And uh, it was amazing. The only, yeah. only problem with it was that it didn't have enough games. You know, it never had... Well, for me, the only problem is that I'm not a Genesis fan, so... I mean, yeah, I, if you're not... I, I like Genesis, and I like Genesis games, but I'm not a big enough Genesis fan to, yeah. to buy that. You know? I don't think you guys ever owned a Genesis, did you? No, no. Uh, though we did uh, have cousins who played it all the time, and, you know, I mean, uh -huh. I, I played enough Genesis to, yeah. to feel like I got my, you know, fix of Genesis. See, I, I, I actually rented a Sega Genesis from Blockbuster Video. Oh <laughs> that was my first experience with Sega Genesis. And my mother had to leave a deposit of $100. And that's $100 in 1992. Whatever. 1990. Wait, 1990. Like, what was it? Probably 1993. That's crazy. 92, maybe. 93. And she was like, uh, you know, they told her at the register. I, I was with her. I remember it. And they were like, you have to leave $100 deposit and she was like i'm not leaving any deposit what i'm not leaving a hundred dollar deposit oh god and they were like no it's okay we can just pull it right from your credit card we won't charge your credit card we'll just hold oh we'll put a hold on it <laughs> and she was like mm. i looked at her i was like come on mom come on <laughs> just like that right <laughs> i was a horrible child <laughs> I was a horrible child she should have sent me away to middle uh, military school. <laughs> wow. Well. Come on, mom. Don't you love me? <laughs> Terrible child. I'm, I'm, not worth I'm deeply afraid of my mom, so. See, yeah. so, I, I, so understandably, I'm, I'm a divorcee child. Yeah. So I kind of played up the spoiled brat card a lot. Well, with because of that, you have a lot of great gaming memories then. That is true. Yeah. That is there true. you go. Yeah. Thank you, Mom. She loves you more than you can she imagine. Does. I, I really feel the love. <laughs> She's kind of responsible for this whole polymega obsession that I have. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, uh, I think uh, 
uh, we can't wait to hear what they announce next week. Uh, very excited, yeah. obviously. And uh, best of luck to the Polymega team. Yeah, Mr. Brian Burnell, mm -hmm. CEO. <laughs> I hope he uh, <laughs> doesn't drop the ball and ruin this for everyone yeah. by that, canceling everybody's pre-order and that, stealing our money. That sounds like a threat. <laughs> Are you threatening the man? <laughs> no, Mr. Burnell, I, I'm very excited about your product. Yeah, there and, you uh, I would like to pre-order it again if that's all right with you. <laughs> Can I please have my pre-order um, back? Please. Uh, well, we'd like to thank um, whoever's listening to this podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. Yes, thank you very much, guys. And hopefully we'll uh, record the next one soon and uh, yeah. release it. Absolutely. So we'll do this again very soon, hopefully. And... Uh, have a great night, everybody. All right. Have a great night. See ya. Take it easy.